As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump. This is your boy, Oaken, and we have another special guest. But this one is like, this man fly around a lot. If, I swear, if he had superpowers, <laughs> this motherfucker would be in Namibia. As you can see, he got the flag. And back in the States where he is right now. We got the homie Meta on the line. Meta, what's good, my brother? How are you doing? Oh, Let these people know who on, you man? is. What's going on, man? Good to see you. Our Pleasure, blessings. blessings, honor to be on From the Jump, the biggest podcast in South West Africa. Oh, fuck, we're know. going for everywhere. <laughs> yeah, let them know where it started and where it's going. Bless, yeah, bless. man. Uh, it's, it's really dope to be here. Uh, let the people know who I am. My name is Meta. Catch me on the gram. Meta makes music. I'm an Afro hip hop artist. I am a goofball. I am a podcast host, The Lion's Den. You can check me out. You follow my page, Meta Makes Music on Instagram. You can find me there. Hit the link in the bio. Everything is there. I make music. Right. Um, I've, I'm, I've done acting. I've done modeling. A jack of all trades. A lover of life. You know, just trying to get the most out of this life as we can. So, yeah, man. That's what we're doing. I'm here in the ATL right now. I'm from Namibia. They don't know. I'm in Atlanta now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're just trying to make it do what it do, man. Just try to be the best version of myself every single day. Damn, man. Now, that's 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 what I'm talking about. You know, let me... I'll, I'll throw hand claps and shit in the, in the actual post. Appreciate though. it. But, um, <laughs> nah, nah. You know, you, and you've only touched on a few things there. Like, let's, let, let's get at it. Let's get at it. I mean, you started doing music um, in Namibia. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, wait, let's 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 go back a bit. Right? So you literally travel between Namibia and and, and America a lot. Uh, you have yeah. uh, throughout your life. Um get, let the people know why that is. Why 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 do you why are you in Atlanta right now with a Namibian flag on your wall? <laughs> During COVID. Yeah, man. So it all started out, I guess, uh, I mean for the people who don't know, my parents were students in the United States in New York. They had me and my brother. So we're US citizens, uh, but I grew up in Namibia, that's home, was raised there. That's my spiritual home, that's my actual home. Um, so growing up, I always knew where I was from, but I never really had memory or uh, any idea of where I was from as far as where I was born. Um, so when I, uh, it was when I was about to turn 21, it was 2009. I was like, okay, I'm ready for something else. I want to go see what life over there would be like with the things that I do. And at that time, I still wanted to be a professional soccer player, this, that, and the third, and um, maybe become a lawyer or forensic um, forensic scientist or whatever. Um, so what happened was I left 2009, get to the States and going to college, trying to play soccer. And then it's like music just fell on my lap. I started just freestyling really just having fun with it until somebody was like, yo, start writing it. And then after starting to write it, um, I started making songs, but it wasn't until a close friend of ours, uh, Ali, that dude dropped a track. I think it was Gimme Lighter that uh, I was like, man, I could do this too. Yo, I can do this too, you know? So that's really what got me into music. But mm -hmm. it was after four years of being in the States where I was like, I want to be an African artist. 
I want to establish myself as an African artist. So I flew back to Namibia, spent four years in Namibia performing. Um, I ended up being on radio. That's really what gave me the platform to engage with people more and understand that side of the industry more. And I mm -hmm. fell in love with that. And that's kind of a huge passion for me now. Um, but working with African artists, working with the likes of Savannah Afros, linking with Black Vulcanite, linking with all of these artists and all these different personalities is really what made me be like, okay, this is me as an artist. So after four years of that, and after dropping my first project, my dad said, yo, why don't you take this stuff overseas? Your music is an international level. So I was like, okay, cool. So I moved back to the States. I was in DC, Virginia uh, for like a year and a half. I moved back to 2018, but my producer and close friend, uh, Shiva Child, he's in Atlanta. He's always been saying, come to Atlanta. And I came to Atlanta 2019, um, November and I never looked back since I've been here ever since just trying to find my place in the world and lately it's funny because it took COVID for me to find my place like it took that pressure that they say makes a diamond for me to be like this is where I where I can shine you know and I'm finding my feet now I'm networking with people people uh seem to be rocking with my genuine energy I try not to come off as anything but myself so here we are 2021 and it's just about knocking out goals and being like just like having no limitations man just being there like i can do this i can do this why can't i do this you know so it's like yeah. it's 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 a blessing it's it's just been a blessing man that's all i can say now that's lovely now you know that's 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 beautiful that's beautiful now let's 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 touch on a few you know what man it's like you guys like to play games with me when i'm when i'm interviewing you like y'all go touch on so many topics now i gotta go back in on those topics you're like it's okay though it's okay though it's blessings truly right so now when you went back to the states you also left at a very weird time in Namibia. Um, I remember mm. it was a time where, you know, the, it was before COVID, yet our economy was literally like tanking, like shit was going mm. really bad. Unemployment was on the increase. Everything was a bit difficult. Now, when you got to the States, having not been there for so long, because mind you, you were born in the States, but technically you were, you were raised in Namibia, right? Yeah. Um, so when you got back, how, how was it to kind of, I don't know if rekindles the right word to use, um, but to reestablish yourself or refine your footing, um, how did that work for you? Because even when you went back, you 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 started getting on shows already almost immediately, like trying to get on things, see yeah. how you can venture out, where you can perform. So how was that transition back from you know from Namibia now coming to the U.S.? So this is after I'd been home for four years, right? Correct, correct. Okay, yeah. So um, it was an interesting transition because. I left home with a, a, a sense of self, kind of like a solid foundation and being like, okay, I know what I am. First and foremost, I am a creative. That's what I am. Like, and Thanks. I didn't grow up. And I think that's the thing. I didn't grow up a creative. I grew up, you know how we had our upbringing. I grew up being like, okay, you have to, you have to be a scientist, you have to be a doctor, you have to be this, this, this. And I just never fit in any of those, in any Categories. of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Leaving Namibia, I left as meta, like knowing, okay, this is who I am and what I'm meant to do. I don't have the full idea of it, but I know that when I channel myself in with that energy, things come from it. So it was an interesting experience. I came back with all this like excitement and hope, and I was going to do this, that, and the third. And I did manage to get some shows here, did drop a, a single or two, but for the most part, I was a bit lost because it was like, I didn't know how to navigate in this new environment. And linking with other people was a bit hard where I was at that time. 
in um, more Northern Virginia, DC area, it was hard to meet up with other people, get promoters and this, that, and the third. And it's like a completely different market. Whereas like back home, I had the advantage of when I stepped on a stage, it was, I knew where to go to step on a stage for one. And I had people around me who were already in the industry who could either put me on or point me in the right direction. Um, so coming here, it was like, we're talking about Northern Virginia, um, DC. I didn't really know. So I kind of got frustrated and took a step back and really wasn't that engaging um, until I think I performed towards the end of 2018, I think. I performed at, a, at an African event and this was just because I linked up with somebody through social media and I just asked him for a chance. I was like, man, I just want to perform, you know? Yeah. And I got on that stage and it was probably the most nerve wracking performance I've had in a long time because my mind was also, I was scared. To be honest, I was scared when I came. I didn't know how people here would receive my music. I was like, man, are people gonna rock with it? Are they gonna think this is dope? Or they're gonna just be like, I don't get it, you know, whatever. Cause I mean, not just African artists, but artists from different parts of the world, some of them struggle to get their sound through here in the States. Yes. Um, but um, it was a it was a up down experience. I didn't have too many performance opportunities, did it here, did it there, but I got some 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 good feedback. But it's really since I've moved here that I've had more more like better experiences but it makes sense because i'm in a space that's got more creatives and more it's more creatively driven it's really a place for black art like atlanta is really a place for black art like people are not here trying to be like oh no nah, we ain't trying to put you on or this that and the third people want to see people that are doing something there's a culture for it too people leave their houses specifically to go to an art exhibition specifically to go to an uh, open mic you, specifically to go see a performance you know people want to go out and as funny as it is it's in covid atlanta never closed so <laughs> it's also yeah. the upside of even it. here we heard that atlanta didn't close i think atlanta everybody knows didn't, atlanta didn't close every the whole world knows if you want to party in covid come to atlanta <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous bro, now, but i love it no but that's crazy. crazy that's crazy now you you did you did touch a bit on the fact that you've uh, reconnected with one of your best friends and uh producers uh shiva child now yeah. i don't most most some people don't know this but like Firstly, you're in Atlanta with Darius. That's already wild. That already yeah, sounds like yeah, like a party yeah. every time, every day. <laughs> and then his brother's playing for the NBA. So when you guys are out there together and you, you're, you're chilling at games and, you know, that is a totally different scene. Can you speak yeah. to us a bit about... Because, I mean, a lot of people are always like, man, you know, one day I'm going to get there and I'm going to be courtside. I'm watching the games. I'm... I'm a, but you've actually been to the games. You've actually chilled with the players. You've, you know, yeah. you, you. So my question to you is, what is it that the, the allure that people feel is? Is it really a real thing, or is it more of a, a hype beast thing? Because I, I mean, I've also I've 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 met Malik as well, and he doesn't seem like such a weird person. Most of the time, you know, when people meet NBA players, rappers movie movie stars whatever they expect a certain je ne, i don't know je ne sais quoi, like a, oh my god yeah, moment you know yeah, and uh, most people don't get that moment so i just wanted to find out when you got there and you were like shit i'm at an nba game yeah <laughs> go tell me tell me what happened man um i think i think it's to me it always comes down to um that inner child my inner child is is very much still with me and i try to keep that guy as present as possible. So for the most part, 
when I get these experiences, I just try to soak them in as much as possible. Last year was my first NBA game. Um, it was the Denver Nuggets versus the Atlanta Hawks here in Atlanta. And this is before COVID. So it was a packed house. Um, it was it was an it was an amazing experience. I think I was just in awe. First of all, I was like, wow, okay, this is an actual NBA game, you know? Looking around <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is tripping me out. And I'm like looking at the players, and I remember there was a free throw, and I'm looking at the one dude, and I'm like, wait, is that Vince Carter? Then I had like a fanboy moment. I was like, oh my God, that's Vince Carter. And you know, you know, for people who don't know, I'm born in 88, so I'm, I'm an old head. I'm an old head. I look young, but I'm an old head. So I've been knowing about Vince Carter. So seeing Vince Carter in the flesh, I was like, oh my God. But for the most part, even rocking with someone like Malik, you have to look at his family. Like his dad has been in movies with with people like The Rock and Ben Affleck and the list goes on and on and on. And you sit there and you, you speak to these people and it's just normal. It's a normal conversation. Humble people, very good human beings. And you can see Malik was raised that way. So it's like, and I think a lot of us were raised with that humility that even if we do get this kind of money and a different lifestyle, it's like, we're still the same person. So for me, I was in awe to be in the spaces, but I also felt so comfortable. And I don't know if it's maybe my destiny or something. I felt like I'm supposed to be here. I think that's right. been the trippiest part about these experiences that sitting courtside at a basketball game, I, w I'm, I sat there and I'm like, wow, this is cool. This is dope. I'm supposed to be here. I'm though. supposed I'm to be to here. Be here. <laughs> I'm meant to be here. Like, I mean, this is, my, li my life is supposed to be like this. So it's kind of been a, that's been the biggest thing. These experiences have been a confirmation that I'm on the right track in my life, that I am rubbing shoulders with the right people. I am networking the right way. Um, when I move genuinely the way I move, the universe has shown me that this is what will be presented in front of you. And then for the most part, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful that I can be like, yo, man, because you've told me this. People like Brad have told me this is like, dude, don't ever turn down these opportunities. A lot of us won't get to see that you're doing a lot of this for your people back home as well. They're yeah. living vicariously through you. Straight and up. So a lot of a lot of the stuff that I do, I I I do with in mind that there's people back home who would who sit there and be like, man, it's dope. I I might never sit there at an NBA game, but I can look at an NBA game and what it's what it's like before the game and what it's like at halftime. And this because my homie is sitting there, you know? That's right. Um, it's also just been a humbling experience, man. Like I said, it's just, it's just like you take a step back and you'd be like, wow, man, it's so dope to just see what else is going on in the world and to see and hear other sides of life and the lives that people live. It's so dope. And then you meet these players that are making millions of dollars and they're just normal people. But I mean, that's their the job. Part. At the end of yeah, the day, their job. That, the job is to go out there, jam basketball, get paid millions of dollars for doing it. But I mean, that's their job. The same exactly. that we all have a job to do at the end of the day. That's their job. That's that's what their employee is. You know, when they, when they say occupation, you write down there, I make money, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My occupation is guap getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So um, I wanted to touch on another thing, right? So you, 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 you were speaking about networking and uh, the importance of networking. Now, Clubhouse, right? Yes, sir. Clubhouse um is i don't even know how to put it i mean like you put me on the, like i remember when we were like going on the internet and you were like okay cool so who's got the fucking invite for me on clubhouse i need to get into this piece and i was like yeah. hold on when you get in 
Holla at your boy. That's exactly yeah. what happened. That's how we got yeah. back in the clubhouse uh, with, the, with, the, with the quickness. But I mean, I was amazed to see how an application, granted, you know how people are, are, are inquisitive and they always like moths to a flame. They're like, oh shit, there's something new. Let's yeah. go. But at the same time, I mean, to see how um, empowering and accepting and non-toxic that time yeah. when we were on when we got on yeah like clubhouse was it was like you know you go into a room and everybody's just hey king hey queen yeah. how y'all doing you know i hope your energies are up and like you it was just a thing that you don't leave a room without feeling better right exactly um and and my question to you is once you got into that space in clubhouse and you got into um this healing feeling that was just going around you know and everybody trying to be grounded in everything did that help lead you to some of the decisions that you've been making content wise and creative wise i mean like we're starting um um uh, the lion's den and with uh you know just also with the way that you've moved now in atlanta because you've been in atlanta for a while but uh, I, like I, I mean i know you so i can see your shift i can see yeah. how the energies you know how mm -hmm. even your outlook on things have changed you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like um so my question to you is like dude, actually i've already asked the question <laughs> yeah man i think you you were there for me mulling over a podcast for a year and yeah. you're telling me just start and me being like sitting there having the name but being like i don't know what the hell what am i going to do what am i going to talk about then i have this idea i have this idea the universe works the way it works it delayed me until this happened because when i got on clubhouse and we started having these conversations i literally had an aha moment i was like this is literally how i want my podcast to be just having conversations with dope people doing dope stuff and i can engage with you and it's it's, it's so it just gave me that 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 um that kind of guidance and that kind of like shining light be like yo if you're gonna do it this is how you can do it um that's on like a uh, professional note on a personal note and i had this experience last night um i won't get emotional because you know me i'm an emotional person but we both um, are fam coming from where i come from knowing that my core people are back home the people who've known me for such a long time and i can just be my genuine self around I've been closed off for the most part because I don't know nobody. And then people have also always been warning me, watch out, people gonna get you in Atlanta, watch out, you gonna get scammed, watch out. So I also have that perception that I can't trust nobody here. And some of my earlier experiences were some some unsavory characters for the most part, you know? But um, but like with anywhere in the world, there's good, there's bad. You just gotta know where you're going. And you go. through Clubhouse, I met a group of people who rock with me based off my energy and nothing else and that was the biggest thing mm. i went on the app yesterday and go in the app and the first thing i hear is meta where have you been because i was off the whole weekend where have you been bro we missed you oh my god we were just talking about you the whole day yesterday oh my god and then it's like wow and then you link up with them in real life like mm -mm. and it's crazy for me it's so surreal because i come there with such like a humble energy and um the people who've received me, the people I've linked up with, I walk in the room and they're like, Meta! And it's like, 
man first you're like maybe these people are just hype people in like in general like no yeah. bro people rock with you off your energy i get a dm from one of my friends through that through, that i made through the group and he's literally like yo bro if you want to come through come hang out we're doing a super bowl party that i'm like man bro i really appreciate that you always open your house to me thank you he's like no bro we we appreciate your energy you always got the positive energy you're always bringing a vibe you're always smiling and it's like that's something there they taught me this experience has taught me what i am best at what i bring to the world because getting out of my own head i'm not here for myself the universe didn't put me here for myself like the things that i acquire through what i do that's cool but my role in life is to just give this energy that i have i can't hold on to myself so i just try to give it out as much as possible so going from last year being like minus darius not knowing anybody i was kind of sad and lonely and then covid hit lockdown pretty much by myself all the time yeah. then i kind of slipped into depression so when i started yeah. coming out of it this kind of helped me get out of it because it made me be like yo meta you're a, you're, you're a legit dude and there are people out there that will rock with you off that energy so just always keep that energy and just move accordingly people will like you for it people will hate you for it but always keep that same energy no doubt no doubt now you see this is the thing about clubhouse that i like right um i, I do believe that you you do tend to get what you so it's tricky with Clubhouse now in the format that it is, but um, you you kind of get what you give on Clubhouse. I mean, because yeah. there's no typing. Um, okay, of course you get people that are really good at speaking. Some people can hustle anything, but mm -hmm. for the most part, most people when it's when it's real time speaking, they're not able to to just floss a story like that, you mm -hmm. know. And that's why I think for a lot of people, that's why Clubhouse blew up was it, it's just genuine. I can yeah. hear in your voice, you lying, motherfucker. Or I can be like, damn, that's one of the most beautiful, authentic things I've ever heard somebody say to me. And you can feel it. You can literally feel it. I've, I've been doing dishes, man, laundry, hang up, mm -hmm. laundry and shit with Clubhouse on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not yeah. even speaking in the room, but you're gaining knowledge. Yeah, you're, you're learning. Knowledge, you're, you're also unlearning some of your bullshit. Mm. from hearing other people go through mm. it. Other mm. people describe mm. how they used to think, how they don't think that way anymore and how that transition actually worked. Like all that of that, so you get off of an app. And my question to you is, like, okay, I, I understand that like with you guys, with the ATL Clubhouse, like y'all are, are basically a tight-knit group right now because yeah. of the continuous interaction that y'all have had. But mm -hmm. for those people getting on Clubhouse, those people just entering, you know, um, what would you say to them is, is is the best way for them to maneuver around, you know? Because, I mean, everybody comes in with, hey, this is what I should do probably because mm. I came from Twitter with this way or from Facebook mm. with this mindset. But when you get there, it's like, oh. Yeah. So yeah. my advice would be, first and foremost, cut that internet shit out. This is not Instagram. This is not Twitter. It's not a place for you to be a troll but at the same time, it's still an internet-based app. So it's like, you're gonna find toxicity. You're gonna find nonsense. But the best way, and I keep on telling people that I was trying to give invites to, like, I don't wanna be on that app. Da, da, da. I'm like, look at it this way. It's one long ass hallway with a bunch of doors to your left and to your right. And on those doors are words, labels of what is in that room. It's your choice to open that door and walk in that room. So ask yourself, Remove yourself from the internet and just ask yourself what personally, think about personally, personally, what do you want to talk about or what do you want to hear? Think about where your, where your interests lie, your personal interest. If you're into stocks, if you want to get into stocks, be like, 
all right, I want to get into stocks. Let me see if I can't find a room where people are talking about stocks or talking about a specific thing. Like, I don't understand Forex. Let me go check who's talking about it. Maybe I get a better understanding. Like, mm -hmm. personally, for me, I try to watch a YouTube video. I was like, man, this shit is wild. I don't understand what's going on. Sat in a room for 20 minutes. I was like, aha. Yeah. Because yeah. it was somebody talking like this normally. Exactly. Um, you can also walk into a room that's literally, and I see it all the time, baddies, shoot your shot. You get into that room, and it's like, you get pulled up. All right, Meta, which girl do you want? And I'm like, huh? What's going on here? Pick Those the girl rooms are wild. <laughs> pick, the girl, pick the girl you want, and then cash up her for dinner. And I'm like, what? Excuse me, wrong room, bye. I'm not here for this. Yeah, so it's yeah. really about what you want. If you're getting bullshit off of Clubhouse, then you need to look at what rooms you're in and why you're there. Because like, I had a, I had, I was talking to someone and we had contrasting experiences of while we're on the app at the same time, during like every day at the same time. I'm on, she's on, mm. but we're having contrasting experiences when we talk later on. Because she's like, yeah, I'm gonna get off Clubhouse. It's so toxic. I'm in this room and this da 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 and da da da. And I'm like, oh okay then okay cool because it came off me being like man i'm really enjoying this app i've just linked up with this guy who were in my in this one room and we're all playing our music and i played the one jam that doesn't have a feature and he's sort of freestyling over it i send him the beat two days later go. he sends me his verse there you go that's a track on my next project and these people over here, we're about to link up for this, da da da. Photographer, I just linked with the photographer now. When I need to do my photos, I got now I know a videographer. Boom, 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 boom. And they're all within my freaking 20 mile radius. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Uh, so it's all about like what you're doing in there. Um, just like you said, I can I can literally just have my speakers or my headphones in and I can be doing something else. And I'm just listening. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. And then if I hear my name, if I'm in the, on the stage and I hear my name, I'm like, yo, da da da, tap in, tap in, and we talk. So it's it really is where you're going so you i don't think you can be mad at an app if you're going in a room where people are talking about toxic stuff like yeah. no, i won't like, lie I, I go into some of those toxic rooms sometimes because yeah. sometimes it's good to be in there and be like oh shit thank the lord i don't think like these fucking people and then yeah. you leave you know what i'm saying exactly. like sometimes exactly. you just you just gotta engage with some some bullshit also like like mm -hmm. i agree fully with what you're saying on the on the sense of you get what you're looking for sometimes i mean mm -hmm. it's not like there's misleading clickbait names for rooms you can even mm -hmm. see who's in the room like sometimes i'm scrolling and i'm like oh shit there's 21 service let's see what the fuck they're talking about yeah. oh shit there's joe budden let's see what's like you there's so many different people on this app right and you you can hear their voices it's, it's not a oh no uh, i'm gonna send you a press release through my label that I haven't even fucking read, but it's actually people sitting there telling you right now, hey, 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 that song you played? Nah, nah, go back, son. You need to change X, Y, Z, you fucked this up. All of this is free information that you can get off of an app, right? Exactly. Now, this is my next question for you. So you do know that there are other apps out there that are starting to be built um, in and around um, people of color, LGBTQI community, um, so mm. to, to basically create or try to create safe spaces on the internet where for the most part trolls and just all around fucked up people are trying to, mm. they try to keep them out, right? Through mm. a community-based thing. Do you think that this is a good movement? I mean, because I'm asking this because I'm not in America, you are, you're mm. sitting there. So you know what the dynamics are 
on that side. I mean, everybody can talk a, a good game about what's going on in America, but the truth of the matter is we're not fucking there. Mm. We don't know. We know what we see. That's it. Yeah. It's the same shit that Americans don't know what's really going on in Africa. They know mm. what they see. And that's yeah. it. You know what I'm so, saying? So you're saying they're opening up other, is it voice-based apps like Clubhouse? Or are you just saying... Mm -mm. Not yet. Not, like not, I haven't. I haven't found a voice-based one. But I mean, like, you'll find apps that are that are built so like social media-wise, along mm -hmm. the lines of like a Facebook or a, or, a, or a LinkedIn. But they're only for, let's say, only for Black people, or mm. only for uh, uh, Dominican mm. people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've, they've got different mm. ones that they're building around certain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's that's the question. Ooh. Personally, I'm all for safe spaces. I'm all for safe spaces. I'm all for these mediums out there as long as they're being used the right way. And if it's necessary for people to have a, a, a platform strictly for them, then that's fine by me. Um, how successful it can be to get rid of trolls, because I feel like you'll always find trolls. Trolls will always find a way to get in. Um, that I think we'll just have to wait and see. I'm all for it. Um, I think when I think on a larger picture or a, a bigger picture, the only things I'm ever worried about when we get very uh, selective with groups is that we are breaking ourselves off from each other. Where I would like black, LGBTQI, uh, Hispanics, even white people to be able to have conversations with each other as opposed to um, it's just black people talking there. It's yeah, just Hispanics yeah, talking there. Isolated conversations. Yeah, it's just yeah. the LGBTQI talking there. Now you're in your group where you understand each other, but now these groups, nobody really understands, understands each other. No doubt. You know, just like with black men and black women, there's a disconnect between us. And but it's like guys are talking here by each other, and women are talking here by each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like niggas ain't shit, bitches ain't shit. This is the rhetoric. This is the rhetoric. But we're not getting together and having the conversation about, now why do you think we ain't shit? You know, oh no, this is why we think this. And be like, oh, okay, cool. This, that, and the third. Um, at the end of the day, I'm all for it as long as we can still have conversations and not create further uh, um, distance from each other, you know? Like I'm all for us being in an all black group, but I still want to talk to my Dominican brothers. I still want to talk to my LGBTQI friends because I have friends, I have fans. A lot of a huge part of my fan base in Namibia was the LGBTQI. They would always show up to my shows. They would always uh, purchase the music. They would always show support, share until this day they do that. And it also brought a conversation where I was at a show getting love from the LGBTQI. And then I had straight black men being like, oh, so you, 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 you rock with the gays, you rock with the what? And I had to be like, my guy, we are all people. You're telling me this. The only reason you're at my show is because there are women here. You didn't come to support me. They, <laughs> exactly. came, to, they came to support me. They came yeah, to support wait. me. And you want me to be uncomfortable with their presence. Motherfucker, I'm uncomfortable with your presence. There your intentions go. aren't pure. So maybe it also comes down to intentions. But I'm all for trolls, like, being like, but, um, I'm all for trolls being like pushed out of the way, but um, I'm also such a big, big, uh, big fan of like rehabilitation and actually sitting down and having the conversation. Like even to this point, like I'm not even angry at racists anymore, bro. I'm not mad at you. I would dead ass sit and have a conversation with you. I want to understand 
why you think and feel this way. And you can still think I'm a nigger afterwards. That's fine because you also don't define me. But um, then again, I don't know. I'm also maybe just a bit tough skin now with everything. You see, I was, I was about to say, because I had, I had this conversation <laughs> actually, just to touch on this a bit. I had this conversation with another cousin of ours, uh, with Ashley. Mm. And uh, he was saying the exact same thing. He was like, you know, at some point we need to engage in the conversation. I was like, hold on. I'm talking about like, if, if you have somebody in front of you that's mad disrespectful, like this motherfucker is mad disrespectful, blatantly, blatantly. They ain't mm. even trying to hide how much they think you ain't shit for the color of your skin and your existence, right? Yeah. Are you still going to try and engage with this man? And Ashley was like, yeah, because there's still a chance. There's still a chance that they might learn something from you, right? Mm. But now at the same time, on the other hand, it's a thing of, how much of your energy, how much of your own self-worth, and because to, to, to engage in these conversations, it drains you. It physically oh fucking drains God. you, right? It's like it's like a woman having to explain why men ain't shit, why men mm -hmm. are trash. Like, that, mm -hmm. every time she has to do that, that is a draining exercise, right? Exactly. But at the same time, I also understand what Ashley's saying in the, if you don't do it, same thing you were saying. If you just have a bunch of racists sitting around talking to each other, nothing good is going to come from that convo. They're not going to learn yeah. how not to be racist from other racist people. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, so I get what you mean in that sense. But then where do people draw the line is my question to you, Meta. When, where, where do... And I know you're going to say probably that it's, it should be a personal choice, but let's yeah. say that as a collective, where would we be like, this is where we draw the line on... We can tolerate this far no further, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be helping you think that you're right because I'm tolerating it this far type of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And I'm so glad I'm not a politician. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to be uh, held responsible for a whole group <laughs> and how they're thinking oh, and feeling. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm so individual that I can sit and take these all of these things that are happening and being like, Hmm. I would, I would sit and engage with that person. I would not engage with that person. And you said a big word. There's energy. It all comes down to energy. Like, I don't know. It has to be also how I feel on that specific day. And I think the premise of the conversation. If you are walking into this conversation willing to have a conversation, as opposed to being me walking into a room with a bunch of ranting racists, it's completely different from me walking into a room where people are people are aware when you step in that room that we're all here to have a conversation, you know? Got you, got you. Um, constructive conversation. Yeah, a constructive conversation. Mm. And because I don't want to have to be like, no, you're being racist. No, stop, man. Hey, bro, that's ignorant. No, no, no. But at the same time, even through Clubhouse, I've been learning. We were, we were in a group last week about single, like a single people in Atlanta group and women and men. And we're talking about our experiences, why you're single, da da da, and so on and so forth. And one guy was saying his reasons for having, uh, dating multiple women right now and how he's not looking for a relationship. And some of the things he said were a bit toxic, but instead of coming down on him and being like, ah, oh, bro, that's fucked up, you're toxic. We were just like, yeah, I hear you and I can understand why you feel like this. I don't agree with that because I did think like that and it didn't work for me and this is why because actually I felt and what I, I've noticed is dot 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 and then and it was so nice because his reaction he actually ended up following me after that we follow each other now we engage with each other yeah. but it was like he was like 
he was like, I, I see where you're coming from, man. You know, I can, I, I can feel you on that. I can feel you on that. Because basically he was saying something along the lines of, yeah, um, my woman, I don't want a woman who's going to give me a lot of smack and da, da, da. You know, what happened to the women who cook and clean and dot, 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 dot. And I was just like, all right, bet. And then there was a, a women in the group who's like, yeah, some of us do also just want to be at home. But if you, I do want to be at home, but that doesn't mean I want to cook and clean all day. And then you, then I still got to make sure I look good for you when I get home. That was an eye-opening conversation for me because it's 2021. I didn't even know people, we still think like that. And there's exactly. nothing wrong with that. Because right. it's all preference. If you don't want to work and you want to be taken care of, whether you're a man or a woman, that's fine if somebody is willing to do that. And it was just interesting to have these conversations in a very... Um, calm neutral setting where it wasn't like no one was right it was just like this is how i think and feel and then somebody can be like i hear you bro but this is also another perspective of why that situation you're in is going this way because that person yeah you're not in a relationship but you're fucking with the person like this you're telling them this that and the third of course they're gonna act crazy when they find out you're fucking somebody else so basically what you're talking about is removing ego from the That's conversation the yeah remove, right. remove the ego of i have to be right from the yeah. Congo and just actually have the conversation and see where it leads. Yeah. And one of the biggest things for me personally nice one. is is that that removing the ego and also the one of the most important things I'm learning as I'm getting older is you have to be open to being wrong. You have mm. to be open to being wrong. People are too steadfast in their belief and they do not want to be wrong even though everything is telling you you're wrong. Brother, half of the time, it's dope to be wrong. Because if I'm here saying some shit like, there ain't no loyal woman in this world and I will never find a wife, you know? Mm. You I don't want to be, be actually, right about that. Nobody yeah, wants to be right about that one. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be right about that, bro. So it's like, <laughs> you have to be open to checking your ego at the door when you're engaging with other people. Too many times we want to come with our own perceptions on things and that's that. I'm always right and I'll always find a way to remain in the right, even if it means telling everyone, man, y'all are all fucking crazy, y'all are all fucking wrong, y'all are wild, I'm out, you know? You gotta be willing to be wrong. And I think you also have to be um, vulnerable enough to express how you feel and be open to receiving um, criticism, receiving feedback that actually makes you feel like, oh, I was wrong about this. I wasn't completely right about that. There's yeah, yeah. another side to this story. So I think which is a difference. At the door. Mm -hmm. so, sorry to interrupt you yeah, there, but that, right. that is a difference. Like to, to, to say to yourself, yo, I was wrong about this and I wasn't completely right. Like yeah. you can admit you weren't completely right about something, right? Like exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, I just wanted no, to make that right, point. Bro. It's a real, it's a real difference that some people don't, they don't see that difference. Like, you know, it's like that they're, they're telling a little white lie. Bro. Like, oh no, I didn't really lie. Nah, you lied. You lied big time. You, you lied. You lied. <laughs> you lied. You lied. And bro. you're compounding that lie with more lies. And you're <laughs> lying to yourself, which is the happens. worst one, which is the worst lie. You're lying to yourself to tell yourself you're not lying. But you're lying. <laughs> now, Meta, you have moved around in, in when I say different industries, you did mention uh radio. Mm. Mm. Now I wanted to get into how you got into deciding, you know what? Let me give this radio thing a try. Why did you and how did you get into that? <laughs> I still remember this. I have no idea. I was back home, unemployed, mm -hmm. um, in a relationship, doubting myself because she was a professional. She was making money. I was basically 
still getting allowance and allowance with my dad so I could like while I'm trying to get back on my feet and he was supporting me enough to be like go ahead and go for this dream you know what I'm saying go for your music um and I was uh I mean you you, you saw it before I started working there I wasn't doing much other than just walking around with my dog and performing on stages making a couple of hundred here and there but um I was just randomly on a on a on a job website back home and I didn't even know when I was applying for the job that I was applying for an on-air personality. I kind of just saw it was um I think at the time uh 1FM was owned by Radio 1 or something like that. They were owned by like the main company that owned them. Whoever owned them at the time um yes. had a posting had a posting and and I kind of just breezed through it and I just threw my resume in there. And then a couple of days later I get a phone call and like can you come in for an interview? And I'm like cool. And then when I get there uh Mahongo Wilson is working there so she sees me and at this point we had worked together on uh, uh, yeah, yeah. a project uh, a movie like this cross this uh Namibian Colombian movie and I was like I had like a two minute cameo or something and um so she sees me she's like hey what are you doing here and I'm like no I was calling for an interview but I'm to be honest I'm not 100% sure what's cutting why I'm actually being interviewed for she's like no we're looking for on air personality for the for for my show I'm looking they need a co-host and I'm like to be on air with you to talk on the radio <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah bro and i was like god damn so i go for this interview i actually bombed the interview because i remember the question he asked me and it was this guy funny enough that was his last week of work he was like a director <laughs> funny enough so i guess he just didn't give a fuck yeah homie But, was like fucking up and burn this shit <laughs> like, down fuck, fuck this bitch so i remember we're having this conversation he's like then he just asks me a question he's like so what is the main goal of like commercial radio and i was just like Uh, I don't know to engage with this listeners you know to get as much engagement as possible and he was like nah you're wrong it's to make money it's always like, to make money bro oh, I was just like yo okay sorry go you didn't have to choke <laughs> me like that bro <laughs> so I I dip from that interview not feeling confident whatever mm-hmm. then I tell Wolzan Wolzan is like keeps on talking on my on my on my on, in, in my favor and then two weeks later I get a phone call from the same radio station but it's a different voice now it's like mm. hey man this is Juan I have your resume here we did interview you but do you mind coming back in and I come back in same interview but it's a completely different person completely different energy and he just said bro have you ever been on radio I'm like no he's like what do you do and I'm like I make music he's like I feel like you'd be good on radio on air and I'm like I didn't even know bro but then they hired me like they hired me and I think I worked in that job for like a year and then I ended up getting a better gig at 99 FM. Yeah, yeah. Where I had more roles and I started controlling um the music and you know but it was that experience that gave me like just like most of these experiences that happen just off the fly mm-hmm. that make that give me this thing of wait man. This is for me. This is not an accident. I'm meant to be in 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 and around these spaces doing these things because yeah, I was an artist and my experiences before radio was being on the other end being interviewed correct yeah. now i was on the other side i was controlling this whole space and it's like it was so dope to bring people in and have these conversations and it forced me to do more like and actually know how a whole what what go, what goes into putting a whole show together for the day you know and then you end up realizing wait i'm i'm a freaking journalist now i'm, cool. I'm working in journalism i'm telling you all the weather the traffic I'm I'm reading what's what's new. I'm talking to people before things are coming out in the newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, getting your sources together and all this stuff. And then the social aspect of it going to these social events and then like 
walking like walking in public and someone being like hey excuse me excuse me i don't want to sound weird are you meta from 99 fm and i'm like yeah 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 why i listen to you every morning on the way to work bro <laughs> and i'm just like wow and then you have people who know you texting you and be like hey that last jam you just played yes sir you right, know it just right. gave me another way of engaging with people and it took my 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 circle from the center of ventuk to the whole of ventuk to almost every corner of the country mm-hmm. you know um it just gave me a whole different perspective just like when i uh got into into the acting even the commercials that i did that was not a correct, plan correct. but after i did it i was like i like this i like this and i belong here so that's also what then birthed me when i was like man if i can't get a radio job here in the states i'm gonna start my own goddamn radio and that's how the podcast started about that's that's how it what i tell was. you if they won't give it to you make it do create that make shit your it. damn so fuck them now meta look with all these fucking things that you've done and we haven't even touched on the fact that you're even a coach in the states but let's 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 let that one slide for now all right Uh, hit me up with like there's gotta be something there's gotta be that one opportunity where you were like fuck should have done that mm. i should have i should have i should have taken that one so what was the one that you put that you passed up on that you were like damn man if i could go back just spend it one more time i'd do that hmm. oh man I, it must be testament to my growth that i don't have these regrets anymore but mm. i did regret a lot about some of the bags that i fumbled especially back home um whew. i think i turned down yeah yeah okay yeah 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 i remember this one and it was the movie the white line mm. i remember i was working at 99 fm and the one of the main actresses the main actress girly she was also at 99 fm i think she's working in marketing and she came to me and said hey man would you what do you think we're looking for a, 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 the lead male role for this movie and it has to be a, and it has to be a hero roman so okay. i was like <laughs> i was like i bet cool i'll do it i'm down and you know we're chopping and at this point my commercial had already been out so people are already like all right this dude can act um but it was at the time they were like and i guess it was my mentality because they were like listen we want you but you would have to cut your hair for this and i was like hey sh- ah my hair i yeah 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 i don't know and you, at the time you <laughs> know say 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 what you're going to come on bro come on bro come on bro come on bro, bro. i'm trying not to swear it's bro, right now. No, you must do you it you fucking tell me that you you passed up being a leader okay, you know what i ain't even i ain't even going to yeah, no, no, just no. you probably no. even got your hair two months after that bullshit anyway uh like <sighs> In hindsight, that's what—that's my problem. You yeah, you, you in, went and in, cut your hair anyway. <laughs> I ended up cutting my hair like a year later anyway, so it's like. But in Actually, hindsight, yes, in hindsight though, it was like, it was not even the cutting of my hair. It was my mentality towards, uh, the movie itself, mm. and me being like, I, I'm not gonna cut my hair because this is never going to be a big thing. Ah, got you. Because I got you. At the time I was being told about it and they were like we're still working on the budget da 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 and unfortunately when you work in certain in the creative space back back home what I've had some of the things I've had to deal with was a lot of people talking and talking and projects never come through. Yeah. Um but I you can't have that 
attitude because that happens everywhere in the world and sometimes you just have to suss the situation out sometimes you just have to be like all right i'm gonna just be here until i see no 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 and they're also like yeah the pay is going to be low what 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 um i also let other people's you see the problem is man when motherfuckers, when motherfuckers when motherfuckers ain't doing the shit they have all the fucking knowledge there we go speak about it let's get at it now all the opinion and sometimes they have had negative experiences already with a certain type of situation you know and it's like but that's their experience and i think my um my significant other at the time was also pushing that rhetoric of yeah no you gotta watch out don't do this don't do that don't do that but now let's fast forward i cut my hair a year later hair grows been i'm growing it back now but this movie we all know what the white line has done and bigger picture, bigger picture as a hetero it would have it would have also been a spiritual and very personal experience because it would have forced me to tell a story and be a part of a story during a time in my country where you know i didn't go through that yeah. we didn't go we didn't have to deal with apartheid we deal with the trickling effect of it now but we don't we didn't deal with the uh having to have a permit to get from point a to point b you know being treated a certain way and that this that and the third and i think i kind of robbed myself of an experience to experience something that really happened to me and my people um so that's probably the biggest creative regret that i have okay. probably the biggest Wow, that's, wow. That's, that's I, didn't, a, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I won't lie, that's not a small one, man. Should've, mm-hmm. You should have done that movie. <laughs> you oh, should have probably a, done that movie, bro. Big I'm bag that going. I fumbled. Yo, 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 fumbled that thing. But, yeah. you, but you know, sometimes, and, and just to touch on what you were saying, sometimes I think it's, it's, it's also the way that people approach a situation, you know? I've always said that I, my price is my price. But mm. if I fuck with what you're doing, Mm. like if 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 it's something that i i feel like yes then yeah. my price can change so don't don't always just come and say no this is the budget you must do it for this no, let's talk let's first have a conversation talk to me try to get me to buy into what the fuck the project is before we talk about money because once we talk about money there's no going back it either exactly. is going to happen now or not right yeah but when you were talking about how some people's opinions and their mm. their uh, 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 attempt at guiding those who are in spaces that they haven't been in even and even for those that have been there it's not the same experience really um we're not the same people how often do you think and not just in Namibia because you have been in different in different uh, uh, creative spheres how often do you think that is how people's dreams their ambitions and their drive die is by other people convincing them mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they can't do it mm-hmm. how often do you think that happens like truthfully uh, i think every goddamn day people don't do something because somebody told them it can't happen i was told i can't make music beyond radio act and model at the same time. I was told that. But the four years I was in Namibia, what did I do? I was in mm-hmm. movies, in commercials, I made music, I performed, I acted. Um, people just always tell you what they think can't happen. And I can't even recall a situation like, I think, 
I think one of the most important things I've learned is that everybody has their experience. I won't knock you for telling me how you feel about something because there can be something in there that I can be like, oh, this happened to them. So if I pick up on that, I can navigate around it like this gotcha. because that might not affect me like this or I can look past that or whatever. Mm. Um, I think about when, when, we were, when I was a brand ambassador back home with Red Bull and man my story is always linked with significant others Jeez. yeah this is why this is why, this is why i must this is why i'm single and i'm staying single so i can't blame nobody for nothing bachelor <laughs> club 2021 bachelor club brother but i remember my significant other at the time i think we we're a month or two into working with red bull and she was like once again contrasting experiences she was like ah i'm not really into this it's more of a hassle than anything Da, 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 da. And I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, we're not getting paid, but I, I'm experiencing new things. I've met new people through this, people who I wouldn't sit and have a, I don't see when I go out. I don't sit and have a beer with. Now I'm linking with that skateboarder or I'm linking with that BMX guy. I'm linking with the guys who have studios in Swakopmund. Mm. I'm linking with all these different people on a name-to-name -name basis. I got your number in my phone, fam. We can just have a conversation, yeah. you know? And at the same time, we get the stock from Red Bull and I use that more to give out to people because we're encouraged to do what, what you want with it. Just make sure you're promoting it. So it's like every week when we would play soccer, I would bring a backpack full of, full of Red Bulls. It became yeah. a thing of guys would text me, Meta, bring Red Bull with you. <laughs> You know, and in that moment, we take a selfie, we take a squad pick, there Red Bull go. gives you wings, mm. boom, thing. It's natural, it's in the moment, but it's also like you see, I looked at the other people's other people's experiences, and theirs maybe might have been a more from their perspective was more uh, staged. They were like, mm. ah, let me make this perfect selfie, da 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 da. So I, uh, whereas like I try to keep everything I do, and this is the energy that I'm moving now with. And if you even look at me and my silly ass on TikTok and the TikToks that I post on my Instagram, about to go the next, you know. <laughs> Um, I try to put my personality with everything. And I think maybe that's what can answer your question. Listen, don't, don't close your ears to what people say, positive and negative, because you need to hear both sides, all sides. But I feel like always try to move with your genuine personality, your genuine self, and also be conscious and aware of what's going on around you. You know, if, if Oaken tells me, I, bruh, acting is tough, I wouldn't do it. Then I can be like, okay, acting is tough. Let me go see why acting is tough. There we go. You know? Why go. did he say acting is tough? No, it's tough because you must memorize the script and the call hours and dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, okay, the usual call hours for them. Oh, 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 I can do that. I mean, I get up early in the morning anyway. You know, no, 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 no. And that's, you know, when we, mm -hmm. and that's, and that's the difference, right? It's the difference from saying, oh, okay, no, I, I'm just going to take it at, at that person's word and saying, hold on though. What if that person's hours just don't work with this? I'm a, I'm a night person. Maybe those yeah. hours work with me. That yeah. adjusting, getting where you, not really getting where you fit in, but like see what is to be fit in. Like yeah. the fuck's going on? Am I just going to take everybody's word for everything? Every, throughout the whole of life? Not That's wild. Now, Meta, you, you truly have brought your personality through in a lot of things and as you've just said you just touched on the TikTok on the TikTok thing that I really want to bring up because fuck that shit is funny bro I appreciate that bro <laughs> you are hilarious fucking guy on that TikTok <laughs> shit it's like it's like it was made for you you know what I mean like 
because you're such an expressive, emotive person, it comes through so quickly when you're doing a video. Now, mm. do you really enjoy making them as much as other people seem to enjoy, you know, watching them? Yeah, man. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like... Um, I don't even know what made me... Uh, oh, God damn. I need to stop with these significant other stories. But uh, <laughs> A person was... Um, was... Was... <laughs> a person was um trying to navigate around tiktok and they were like i'm gonna do the buster challenge and i'm gonna do this thing and this thing and then i was like okay and i was kind of like promoting them and be like all right cool and they were sending me their videos before they posted it and i was like all right that one that one i like that one i like this one for this reason and i think that that is what made me start to look at the app and what tiktok would then be and then i was like oh so then when i started scrolling through videos myself literally i wake up in the morning right i wake up in the morning and i go on my for you page and i just scroll 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 and then i see something and i'm like <laughs> i would do i would take that sound and this is what i would do with it right, and then cool. i do it in that moment in that moment just to do it and then and then when i play it back i'm like okay it's kind of funny it's kind of funny. Like the first one, I think is one, the, the Netflix one that I did and I posted it and I just posted it and I was like, whatever, you know, it's just, well, whatever, it's not going to do anything. Then it's, I think it went up to 4,000 something views on my reels, uh, mad comments on it, couple, like a hundred and something likes. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just continued, continued. But what I'm, what I'm trying not to do, what I've removed myself from doing is looking at the numbers. Like, yeah. I'm not looking at the numbers. It becomes a problem, right? It when you start looking at numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of low-key... Mm -hmm. No, no, sorry. This is your interview, bro. Yeah. I ain't here to I interrupt say, you. I, Speak. I, 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 I kind of low-key like it when I post one that has a thousand views and then the, the next one only has a couple hundred. Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, great, great. Let's just keep on going because the point is just to make the content, make the content. But there was never an intention of I'm going to blow up and be a big TikTok star. Nothing like that. I think it just is a platform that allows me to express myself. But then it... That's what this experience has been. Now, like, I'm literally getting messages from people and they're like, bro, when are you making another TikTok? Yeah. Bro, when are you posting another one? Hom uh, homie Etienne DM'd me earlier today and he's like, he's like, brah, don't stop with this Chinese, bro. Don't stop. But the you know? shit, that's what I'm saying. People are clearly enjoying it, you know? And this is the thing yeah. about looking at, I get you, like, looking at the numbers, can be good, can be bad. I mean, as, mm. as somebody that enjoys looking at data, I fucking, I enjoy watching like how, how all that shit moves, right? But again, it's the intent. I'm not looking at yeah. the numbers to be like, oh fuck, only only 10 people looked at this. I need I need more people or no, mm. why is this person's one being viewed more than mine? Like that's a, that's a different intent, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what most people go and look at numbers for. They go and they're like, oh no, I only have five likes. Why do I only have five likes? And then they go obsess about that shit. Yeah. Whereas, just go do another fucking video or another post or something. Let's make another one, bro. That one didn't work. It's fine, right? You, but uh -huh. in this cycle of, do you think that is why people look at numbers? Sorry, I forgot I was actually asking you a question. So, do you think the reason people look at numbers with such skewed um, 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 reasons of, mm -hmm. of, you know, validation or whatever the fuck, do you mm -hmm. think that comes with the short form that we have of content right now? Yeah, I think that it plays a big part in it because I can look at like 
I post on my IGTV a the visuals for my podcast episode. And the first visual one that I posted got like 300 and something views. The second one is like on 200 and something views. And I look at a TikTok that's a 15, 15 seconds blew up to thousand views in the first 15 minutes. There you go. So it's like, short um, it's short form, you know, people, it's social media, people's attention spans, they ain't here for that. So I think you must also know that what you're putting out there also has a certain market, you know? So I can't treat my, my podcast uh, visuals like my TikTok visuals. Mm. Those are completely two different places. Exactly. People, the people, those, those 200 and something views, I love and respect that because that's a 44 minute, almost a damn near hour episode. I don't even listen to things that long for the most part. And I'll be the first one to tell you after I post that thing, I don't even listen to my things afterwards. <laughs> my job, why must I listen to it? <laughs> you know, I was a part there. I was there when it was happening. Why must I go back and watch it? So like, people be like, <laughs> we live my own life. What? <laughs> you know? people are like oh man that thing you said at this moment i'm like what did i say oh you were like this and you said that like, oh for real yeah you don't remember i'm my guy do it put it out there move move but um i feel like with all of these experiences it is just it is just like shown me who is tuning in what they're tuning in for and how they feel about it i feel like with my reels via tiktok people are seeing a side of me that's first of all is me people yeah. know me they know me i'm a goofball they know i like that's to have sure. fun they that's know i like sure. to laugh i like to smile people know me as that guy nico has multiple times told me hey man shut the fuck up <laughs> we're being serious now man <laughs> and i'm like hey my bad my guy <laughs> you know yeah like at fucking meetings meta it's like it's like i'm the it's like i have this little <laughs> i have this kid brother energy and it's like also with our group of friends i was your friend's little brother so even though we all see each other on the same level i still feel like kid bro when i'm with you guys and i also know my energy people feed off of it and so like with the tiktok stuff it's like i'm i'm dead ass seeing people and the kicker now is for me this side it's like this side it's people who i've met through clubhouse so on and so forth they're literally like Bruh, like I met I met a group of them yesterday at this lounge and dog first time meeting majority of them in person just two of them my trainer and the dude who features on my new track who I had met personally before so I go there with Darius bro when I tell you I felt like a celeb when I walked in because I walked in and it was like meta yo 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 we over here we over here we over here oh my god my god Word I up, sit down all love. yeah then I sit down I'm having a chat and the one girl come leans over and she tells me you are so fucking funny i was up until 2 a.m watching your reels oh my god don't stop please don't stop you and it's go. like you know and it's like that's been the rhetoric that's been like the main thing people are telling me don't stop yeah you shouldn't don't, don't you dare stop but here's the flip side uh and that's why i said a little bit of a significant other thing i was kind of accused of trying to be internet famous and want doing this to get attention from women and it's thoughty behavior this when i met you you weren't like this that and the third and it takes me always back to a life moment. though <laughs> <laughs> ah, i almost skimmed over that oh it's life yo <laughs> but like it takes me back to before i left namibia and 
I was dead ass told by somebody that, um, and it led me to deleting things off my Instagram. Mm. People, somebody told me, you're doing too much. Why must you post your workouts? Why must you post that? You're an artist. Just post your music. Just post your radio. Just post this. And I'm like, but there's more to me than that. And I actually felt bad and I deleted my entire, and I, I, I just recently got over it, but I, that's one of my biggest, also one of my biggest regrets was I literally wiped the past four years in Namibia. I wiped all of that, all of that. And that was a huge part of my foundation now, you know? And it's like, I'm rediscovering that. And through this app, through what I'm doing on this app, I've reminded myself, Metarere, this is who you are. This is who you must always be. If you ever stop being this, this is when you fail yourself. And flip side now, somebody telling me the same thing. I don't like the way you're moving. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I bet, be personal problem. Because Jet, guess what? I, I, I can move that direction. You can yeah. move that direction. We good. Because guess what? First of all, I'm never moving. I'm not moving with any intention other than these are things that literally just allow me to express my creativity. It's just like I want to get into acting, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make skits and all of this. This is it's basically training. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically and, training, and now and I know there's a side, training too. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now I know there's a side of me that people fuck with. People fuck with that silly shit. People fuck with that, my goofy side. They like that I make music. They like that I can be serious. But they also like, like man, this guy, he's with modeling. He's acting. He's serious in the gym. Most of the time, he just has a serious face. But I'm like, this guy's cock funny, yo. He's cock stupid. There you we know? go. So Enjoying like, life. Yeah, it's opened me up to being myself again. And I'm like, all right, but the only thing that matters is if, as long as you're moving genuine. Bro, that's all that really matters, bro. Really, it's all that really matters. Nah, blessings, blessings, fam. I don't even know how the fuck we got here, but we're like, literally like an hour and 15 minutes in, fam. Boom! It's crazy. We have mad floods just now. It's like no rain, no rain, no rain, flood. Floods. And you, you know, know we get like a flood every 10 years. But anyway, that wasn't yeah. part of the question. So the question I was going to ask you, right, this is actually my uh, my final question for you, um, is if you could bring one thing, one thing that, that, that would show people in Atlanta, this is what Namibia is about. This is only one thing that you could bring to them or show Shit. them. What would be that one thing that they would understand? Ah, I, I see you. Huh. Or like, one experience, hmm. if it's not a thing. Whew. Ah, one experience, man. Such like, I think the best thing about Namibia is the people. So, being able to show them the different sides of the different people in Namibia, you know? Because, for me, it was like, I grew up in Vintuk my whole life. But, when I started traveling Namibia, I started meeting different Namibians. And, I tell you right now, some people have a negative connotation to people from the north, but I'm like, those are my closest motherfuckers. Every time I go to the north, it's mad love. It's mad love. Like, to me, honestly, people in the north are the most hospitable people I've dealt with. You know? Um, they, they just treated me a certain way. But, I mean, not just them. I've gone to different parts of the country and it's had different experiences. Yeah. And I think that's it because through those experiences, I ate certain foods, I saw certain things, I had certain conversations that I wouldn't have if I'm just sitting in one place. Just like um, 
I can't just be here in Sandy Springs, Georgia and be like this is how Atlanta is. You know? Got you, I need got to you. meet different you need to move around. Aliens, you know, I need to move yeah. around. I need to be in that dingy club in a place that if my father found out I was there, he'd be like, "Metarere, what are you doing there? This, <laughs> this is thug life. Is 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 gangsterism." Who do you and, think you are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's I, I also want to be in the bushy spots. I want to go check the swingers, the swinger clubs out to see what that lifestyle is like. This for my own eyes, not that I want to engage in it. I hey. want to go to the strip club, hey, man, to each his own. And I'm, I'm not, saying, I'm man, not judging nobody. I ain't judging nobody. I'm single, and <laughs> um, so I don't know how I would package that. Mm. But to so be basically, able to what you're saying is bring them to Namibia. You'd have to bring them here. Different. They have to bring them here. But um, I think from what people have met through me and so. <laughs> Funny joke in the in this uh, ATL group that I'm in, I'm now I'm called the Prince Mos, and they're basically saying I'm coming to I'm Some coming to that. America three. Yeah, when they see me, they're like, "Is our Prince?" Even Darius's mom, like when they when I came back and they were like, "No, my mom married the chief of the Herero tribe, the Paramount chief." Mm-hmm. So it's like running joke. I'm a, I'm the Prince. I'm a Prince. So it's like that's what they they ran with that shit. So it's like every time I come in the group, I'd be like. Hey, it's Meta. And another guy be like, hey, hey, that's Prince Meta. To me. <laughs> get it right, get it right. Don't get it yeah, twisted. Get it right. So like, um, where was I going with that now? Uh, shit. I'm not even high. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, yeah. I have been a my mannerisms, the. The, the 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 content I speak on in these rooms, how I speak about certain things, have made people start asking me about Namibia. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. So you you people you inadvertently like, being an ambassador. Yeah. Mm. You know. So um, and I guess I guess that once again goes back to the people. Like, how else are you going to learn about the place than from the people that are like from there? So there'd be like people now are like I had this one dude who's never even left Georgia, who is like. Meta, I really, really, really want to come to Africa. I'm so serious, bro. Like, I want to come. I want to do all the fucking shit. And then, well. there's another dude in the, you know, there's another dude in the group who I was like, he has to come with me to Africa. And then the other person's like, you know, his ass is ignorant. And I'm like, yes, his ass. I want his ass with me in a safari. He'd be like, that a big motherfucking lion, my nigga. <laughs> you know, I want that shit because my perception has changed. When I left America, Namibia, I was told, don't mingle with black Americans. Yeah. Stick with the Asians and the whites, you know. You, you, you'll get jobs, you'll get money, da 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 da. Um, stay away from the ghetto blacks if you're going. Just be with the educated blacks, ghetto or whatever, you know, because of the way people speak, dress, yeah. act, whatever. All of that, yeah. You know, um, I've become now an ambassador, in my opinion. When I come home and people talk bad on Black Americans, I'd be like, hold the fucking phone. First of all, you don't even know what they've been through. You just think that they're like this and they're like this because it's like that? No, they've been through X, Y, and Z. They speak a vernacular, a certain vernacular for a certain reason. They eat certain foods for a certain reason. Reason. People are on certain programs for a certain fucking reason. And I would never have known that if I didn't meet these different people having these different experiences. And through me, they're like, "Oh man, so you're telling me you can go drive a couple hours and go on a safari?" But at the same time, I could be in your city in a five-star hotel. I'm like, that's the beauty of Africa, bro. That's like everywhere. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> you know? We can go to a five-star restaurant 
on a, on, a, on a Tuesday night, Friday night we can party. Saturday morning we're gonna go to Big Sky Wash, have cabana, drink beers, have the car wash, listen to house music, leave leave the car. I was telling them the car wash story. They were like, "Whoa, whoa so you telling me y'all go out on the weekend and the Sunday y'all go to a car wash and be there for hours?" Up. I'm like, "Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not really about the car wash. It's a social gathering, a cool off." You know, get ready for it's the It's kind of like a, you know? yeah, rounding off the week type of yeah, movie. Rounding yeah, rounding off the week, you know, type of thing. And it's like you're a bit hungover, maybe, you know, got alcohol taste in your mouth. You need a couple of beers, some fucking chopped up meat with spices. <laughs> and, you know, then you're back in the thing. You're home by eight o'clock. Had a good day, you know? So I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm always a believer in the people. I feel like the people mm. are the handbook and guide to their surroundings and like if it wasn't for people i wouldn't know what it's like to be in certain parts of atlanta i wouldn't know about the high-end bougie community bougie community whatever i wouldn't know about the um zone six people like i've been in the hood i've been in the hood around hood niggas walking around with their guns new year's on new year's uh 2019 to go into 2020 um we were literally in a homie's backyard shooting off in the sky shooting guns off That's in the sky. You know, me, you know me, I don't handle guns like that. I was even scared and Darius kept me. This is a Georgia tradition. People pop off their guns in the air. Happy New Year. And I, I was scared, but I did it. But I would have never even like, I could, like the appreciation I've grown in those experiences for the people I've met that maybe in the past, I would have been like, ah, I won't talk. Those guys scared me. Or, ah, those guys come off like this, you know? You sit down and this guy's giving, I'm having one of the most insightful conversations I've had my entire life with yeah. a nigga who's no, no shirt tattoos on face, natty dreadlocks, hung hat me, bro. But we're talking deep shandies, my bro. Shit, okay, okay, wait, they're about to cut us off. Um, okay, wait, let me just quickly, because I'm going to have to edit this part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been From the Jump with none other than Meta, the one and only. This man, man, y'all know what it is. Meta, please plug yourself. Let them know where they can find you, where they can contact you, where they can send you money. All of it, buddy. Hey, yes, Zerski, that cash app. But I'm going to first give you my Instagram, at Meta Makes Music. That's me on Instagram. That's me on Twitter. That's me, no, um, Meta Reshiho. That's Meta, M-E-T-A-R-E-R-E-T-J-I-H-O. That's on TikTok. But I mean, you can find that on Instagram. Everything's on Instagram. You go to my Instagram, link in the bio will take you to everything. My YouTube, it'll take you to my podcast. It'll take you to my music. New music coming out this year. My plan is to drop three projects. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Podcast host, The Lion's Den. We're just getting it off the ground. Um, Loving what else? it. What else? You, you'll see me in movies very soon. Hey. Um, shit. Man, I'm just trying to get back on that horse and I'm never want to stop riding it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The cash app. The cash app. Guys yeah, must yeah, cash app me. Your cash app. Yo, if they send you cash app money, you you best to eat wallet me, B. <laughs> send my me guy, Bitcoin. Been, send me Bitcoin. I didn't owe you. I didn't owe you. Where is my cash app? Shit. Niggas. My cash app. Where is my cash How do you not know your cash app name? What the fuck's wrong so my, with you? My cash app name is dollar sign meta music. Dollar sign meta music. Help a struggling artist. Yo, what's your only fans? <laughs> what's your only fans? <laughs> oh shit, dog. Yeah, 2021. I need to get an OnlyFans. Yo, I actually, I actually had OnlyFans email me back, man. I asked them questions oh, about shit. like why we can't link on the Mubian bank accounts. And they was uh -huh. like, sorry, your uh regulators don't want that shit yet. Y'all gotta calm down. Wait. <laughs> that's shit. basically what they said. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. They might just be lying and saying that to everybody, but that's what they said. Now, 
on the flip side, because I also have a podcast, sir, I want to commend you. I want to salute you for doing the silent, dirty work you've been doing over the past year and some change. You've I'll been, you <laughs> you've literally, we've spoken about this for a long time. And what you did was, whether you want to admit it or not, you're a pioneer, my guy. Ah, shit. You're a pioneer. Too many people talk about it and they they go off of, of like, this is how I feel. This is my opinion. And that's what my podcast is going to be. I'm going to talk cuck about this person or I'm going to speak only about this one-sided thing. It's like you created a platform, like you say, by creatives for creatives. And oh, bless, bless, bless. big ups to that. Big ups to that, bro. And my my only wish is that this continues to grow and grow and grow. And then soon we'll be sitting in a room recording a cross-platform thing. That's and what I'm saying. Going, going on tours around the world. You know, the fact that you we have the it. gift, we have the gift of gab, but we're using it in a way that is positive, that is um putting other people on, that is so huge. Like a lot of people do this for their own own gain. And um, I just want to commend you. And then a lot of people don't know if it wasn't for this man right here, let him not tell him what, what, what. If it wasn't for this man, they wouldn't even be a lion's den. It oh, wouldn't no, be man. a lion's den. I, I was chatting this man constantly, doubting myself. He just told me the same thing, man. Shoot, my nigga. Break attack. Go for Close it. your Go. eyes and shoot in the dark, baby. That's all you gotta do. Pop <laughs> off. So, you know, don't ever, don't ever think what you're doing is small. You are you are uh, uh, moving as a king amongst men. I and bless your soul, man. I just I, I I have nothing but love and respect for you, man. Ah, uh, nah, we bro. we ain't stopping though. No. Nah, 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 oh, nah. No, Much no. love we and happiness started. for that, Joe. Blessings on the blessings. But for sure, we're definitely not stopping. You know, season two is where we at right now. But you know, I'm already plotting season three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bro. <laughs> we we out here for the realness, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. This has been Meta on From the Jump. Get at it, the lion's den. You know what it is. We're all about it all day, every day. Content creators for life. What's up, yes, baby? Sir. My hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one, yet seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being.